Hello and welcome to CFI Breakfast Bites, the podcast about cooperative financial institutions that is brought to you by the World Bank and Rabo Partnerships and Foundation. My name is Rubika Siva Kumaran. With me in the virtual studio today is Barry Martin, member of the executive board at Rabobank. Welcome, Barry. Thank you. Today we will talk about your passion for cooperatives and especially financial cooperatives. And for that, I would first like to go back to 1990 when you started your career at, uh, with Rabobank as an international management trainee. Uh, why did you choose for Rabobank in the first place? Well, there are many reasons, uh, but uh, well, thank you for asking. Look, first, I, I, I had an uncle and he was working for Rabobank and he was the regional manager of Rabobank in the Netherlands. And then one day he was sent out to Tanzania, to Moshi, and to start cooperative banks there in the, at, at the really uh, at, at the side of the Kilimanjaro. And, and one day he visited Brazil and, and, with, and he started to talk about this bank, this Rabobank, and it really intrigued me. And he told me, look, you know what? Rabobank is going to start in Brazil because we have many clients going to Brazil to buy food there, uh, food stuff. So would you like to talk to the new general manager? And maybe there is a place for you because you speak Dutch and all those things. Right. So that was very, very interesting. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. So that's actually then he gave me the introduction and I started to talk to Tony de Bone. He was uh, going to Brazil to start the rep office in Brazil. And and I liked the story and I knew the cooperative bank. So I joined. That was really in simple ways, the story. And it, it proved to be quite a good decision because over the past 30 years, you have held various uh, positions within the bank and also many different countries. Um, can you recall a specific situation or experience mm. in which the cooperative nature of Rabobank uh, was a very important strength? Well, I think you go through the whole story of your career and you think about that. But for me, the real aha moment was actually when I was in Australia. And when I arrived there, there was a huge drought. And we as Rabobank were financing the farmers there. And you go out there, you go to the kitchen, to the kitchen table and you start talking to these farmers and, and they thank you for being clients at Rabobank. Because yes, if it would not have been Rabobank, that would help them through the drought by expertise, giving support, not only financial support, but also a moral support, they would never be able to, um, uh, let's say, to go through this difficult situation. And that really was our aha moment. We say, look, we are a cooperative bank. We want to do more than only financing our clients. And because we have this long-term view as a cooperative bank, we can support them also in a difficult moment. So that kind of was an aha real moment for me. Yeah, it's these moments that you really feel that you can make a difference. Yes, exactly. And um, next to your position at Rabobank, you are also the president at the European Cooperative Banking Association. And one of the activities of the association is to promote the cooperative values. And I'm wondering, what is, in your opinion, the most important cooperative value? Are there many important ones? So it's very difficult to put only one. But, but if, if I would have to choose one, the most important one is that really is to be close to the communities where you operate. 
And because if you look at the cooperative movement, it was really something that was really built in the really in the very thin ways of the society in the small villages where people came together. And that's why the whole cooperative movement started. So you are together, you're stronger than if you're individual. And because you are together, it's your own benefit. You have to get better from it also financially, but because you as a community come together, you are stronger. So for me, the number one value of a, of a cooperative bank is really that sense of community. It sense that, yes, we have this in common and becomes a coming together, we get stronger. So for me, that's really the number one thing. All right. And, and how does, is this uh, translated into practice? I do think that if you look at even Rabobank with all the member banks that we have, and then in each of the regions where we operate, you have what they call the Lederat or the members assembly, where the members of that region come together, where they discuss things about the, the bank. In the past, it was even more than that, right? In the past, it was all even running the bank. But I think with all the changes and regulations that became more difficult and the professionalization of the bank. Uh, but at the same time, that, that very close community the fact that our members come together, they discuss the issues that are relevant to them, uh, that they really give advice to us of the right thing that we should do. And at the end, if you look at still the structure, the structure of all the cooperatives is that the members at the top of the organization still have the, uh, the influence. So that's what really is very important. The influence of your clients in the way you do the business. And that's essential. And apart from these cooperative values, can you describe some other key success factors for financial cooperatives, not only today, but also to remain strong and valuable institutions in the future? By the end, it's all about making your members successful. And while you are successful as a member, the bank has to be there also for the next generation. So for me, that's that that always there's going to be that tension. Why, why you as a cooperative bank, you should lending money very cheaply but at the other side the cooperative bank has to make enough money so it can survive on the long term so for me the success of the cooperative bank is that yes while you're professionalizing uh, while you are getting skill you still need to be sure that you are there for the communities and that the people that work for you in the bank that are in that communities are seen as the persons that can take a decision for the bank because they are really the representatives the one that 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 are the, let's say, um, um, the ambassadors of your bank, but at the same time, also the ambassadors of the community within the bank. And they need to be able to take decisions. You as an as entrepreneur should be able to go to the bank, to go to the director, explain your business case, and make sure that once you go, uh, you have an approval. Obviously, it's a bad business case, you don't get an approval, but you have there somebody who, who wants to listen to your story and, and can take a decision. And that's extremely important, that connection really close to your client and to the communities where you operate in. And that's the success, number one success factor. And, and if you look at the cooperatives, the moment, and if you look at the cooperatives that failed, the moment that that's going away, that you don't have a connection anymore with the community, with your grassroots, then you really are in trouble. So, and that's really, really the number one goal of a cooperative is to stay very close uh, to your members, to your founders. Yeah, yeah. In this in this context, we have also started a joint global program between the World Bank and Rabu Partnerships and Foundation, uh, and it aims to strengthen financial cooperatives. 
you have strongly uh, promoted and endorsed this program, for example, by signing the initial MOU between World Bank and Rabo. Uh, can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on why this is so important for Rabobank, this specific program? Well, there are many reasons. The first one is, if you look at the history of, of Rabobank and the history of the Netherlands, why does Rabobank exist? Rabobank exists because there was a big need of financial inclusion. There was a big need of access to finance. And actually, the cooperative bank was a very nice solution. So what I really promote is the, the cooperative thinking in the regions, the corporate thinking in Africa, in Asia, and all those regions where really there is a lack of access to finance. And by the means of having that access, you can promote uh, development, economical development. So by joining forces with the World Bank, we hope that we can promote the idea of credit cooperatives. So together, you are stronger because you're together, the community comes together and creates these banks. It's jointly responsible for the banks, for the bank and for the equity, but also uh, having benefits. It's not a subsidy. It's coming together so that you can borrow money, so that you can do your entrepreneurship, but you're also responsible for the success of that cooperative bank. So it's kind of the symbiosis, and the symbiosis, which is extremely important, which is the basis of the success of the Rabobank. And that's also, I hope, that by transporting that to other regions, we can do that. One of the key things of cooperative banks is governance. So by joining Rabo, joining with World Bank, we can not only provide the idea of how you do it, but you also can input governance. And for me, that's extremely important. And maybe to, um, to conclude, uh, in what ways can a country and its population benefit from a strong cooperative or financial cooperative network, according to you? I, I, I'm a true believer that proper access to finance is what really makes development. If you have a country If you look at the countries in the world that have a good financial system, a good prudential financial system with good governance and good access to finance, you see that those countries are the ones that are the strongest in the development. So for me, a cooperative bank uh, setting the basis, not only of the infrastructure, but also governance will bring a country to the next level. It's the condition precedent for economic development and for success in the long run. That sounds like a great potential role to fulfill. Oh, absolutely. And if we can then link that to the food systems, where you have a beautiful value chain, and you can finance the whole value chain and producing food within the planetary boundaries, then I'm really happy, man. Thank you very much, Barry, for your valuable insights. Next week, we will be back with another interesting episode. So stay tuned. And for now, thanks for listening.